It's Quinn David Furness. This is the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, October 21st. Penultimate stop on the Fall 2018 Tour, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. The capital, Tennessee, beautiful, the natural state. What's going on? This is my voice. This is what I sound like. This is what we're doing today. This is the Beantown Podcast. I created it. I host it. I produce it. I write for it. So if you have any angry emails, you know, well, you know the drill. We'll get to that in a little bit. This is the Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. Before we do anything else, I want to thank my guest from last week, Haley Benson, HB94, came on the podcast. She'd been looking forward to it for months and months. She'd call. She'd say, Quinn, when can I come on the podcast? She'd text me late at night. She'd say, all I want to do is get on the cast with you. And eventually we were able to make it work. So thanks to Haley. That was a lot of fun. We got some good feedback on the episode. Also been been tracking the analytics pretty closely and we've been getting about, right now we're at about 100 plays a week. And I don't know if there's something that explains that, but I think the hashtag we came up with last week, hashtag friends of the podcast, it's kind of taken off. It was just kind of a side comment. You know, you didn't expect it to really do anything for you. But I tell you what, friends of the podcast, it's a thing now. It's on Twitter. You can see all the mentions it's becoming it's becoming a nationwide trend, if you will. So we were really excited to see that. The plays are up. The analytics are looking good. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, Google Play, iTunes, all that stuff. So thank you to the fans who've uh, been with us since we started back in uh, January, and then all the fans who... Uh, Maybe you're new. Maybe this is your first time listening to the Beantown Podcast. If you're wondering what we're all about, today's going to be a pretty good example because you don't really know what's going to happen, and I don't really know what's going to happen. You know, right now we're only about two and a half minutes in, and you're thinking, what did, what's actually happened in the last two and a half minutes? I have no idea. And see, I don't really know either, and that's why we love the podcast. That's why people come back. It's kind of like playing the lottery. You never know what you're going to get every week, but it's going to be some some tasty morsels of goodness. Speaking of which, the uh, lottery, national lottery, what's it up to? I think $1.6 billion. Donald Trump, billions and billions and billions of dollars. Uh, yeah, the next drawing is on Tuesday, I think. I've never bought a lottery ticket. I was talking to Jane and Steve, my uh, lovely parents. Go, Jane goes way back on the podcast. About it this morning, they mentioned that they hadn't bought their lottery tickets yet. I don't know if they were kidding or not, but maybe that's why we uh, were so low income growing up. I'll have to do some investigative journalism on that. But we're coming to you live from Nashville. This is the penultimate stop in the tour just got in about an hour ago. It's the mid-afternoon right now. We're watching some of the late games around football. It's about seven and a half hours, so 
grand total of eight hours when you stop for gas a couple times to get from chicago to nashville you go down 65 i-65 the whole way it's a super easy drive didn't have any issues thankful for that rental cars have been good for me this fall we're in nashville for a couple days and we're heading to memphis uh, at the end of this week and then we're flying to beantown and we have our halloween special coming up this next weekend which is going to be pretty spooky pretty scary I can't tell you what the plans are going to be yet because the plans haven't been made. But my favorite plans might have to be Death Cab's album from 2005. It's got Soul Meets Body. I want to live where soul meets body. I do believe that's true. That I bought clapped in motherfucker shoes. If the science takes me, then I hope it takes you too. And it's got Crooked Teeth, which I actually sang on the podcast for a little intro music. What was it? A couple, probably two months or so back. It's not it. I used. To, I was in a really big Death Cab kick in about August, and I've still been listening to a lot of stuff. What I like about Death Cab and what I like about Ben Gibbard, and if you don't really know, I encourage you. They do a lot of like kind of mellow acoustic things on either NPR for tiny desk concerts or other local radio stations. They do a lot of those concerts. So their albums are great, but then they, they do a lot of fantastic uh, acoustic performances. Not all of them are acoustic, but just kind of a little relaxed, a little intimate. They're really talented. So uh, that, that's my spiel on Death Cab. I don't need how, how we got here plans. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, I have an exciting announcement. So, most of you know, Beantown Podcast has our own email address, yahoo.com. We're cutting edge technology, all that stuff. And we don't typically get very many emails sent to our uh, our email address, which is beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. That's B-E-A-N-T-U-D-M podcast at yahoo.com. The having some ooh as the Cowboys hit a touchdown. We've got the Cowboys, Michael Gallup. The guy at the start of the season, the rookie wide receiver for the Cowboys, who I thought was gonna have a good year, because I expected the Cowboys to bounce back, which they've done. But then I wondered who was gonna catch passes from Dak Prescott, and it's not been Michael Gallup. I really haven't Cole Beasley, I guess. Witten retired, there's no Des Bryant. I don't know. But I feel like that's the first time I've seen Michael Gallup do anything this year. Speaking also of which, and I promise we're going to get to the email here in a second, but they're playing at FedEx Field, which I've been to. I've attended one NFL game in my life, and it was at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. This place is empty. Holy cow. There's nothing happening in the upper bowl. Uh, when I went last year, it was a Vikings game, so you you would expect there to be fewer people in a Redskins Vikings game, just based off of the nature of the game and where the two teams come from. That one was not fully packed, but there were a solid amount of people there, and it was about half Vikings fans, half uh, Skins fans. I'm looking at the seating at FedEx Field when they do the wide shots here. There's almost nothing going on. I mean, there's got to probably only be 30,000 people at the stadium, 
and it probably holds about 60,000. It, it honestly looks about half full. The lower stuff close to the fields, not many open seats, but everything above that, there's just nothing going on, which is surprising. One more thing, then we're getting to the email. Listener discretion is advised. Eight minutes in, wanting to get that tag. When you are listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one, occasionally we'll use some hit or miss language. And number two, the podcast is objectively terrible, as voted by you, the fans, and I appreciate that vote from you, the fans. We are having a couple technical difficulties here with the uh, recording software, so apologies if anything runs amok as we move through this next half hour together. It was a problem that had come up a couple times back around when we were like doing Anchorage in Vancouver this summer. We were having some issues with it, but it hasn't it hasn't been a problem in the last two months or so, and it just popped up right now. So I've had to, you know, it's the type of thing where you talk for uh, thirty seconds beyond the fact that the it's already the recording's already stopped, and so you go back and you try to see, okay, where did I uh, where did it cut out? Can I get back in seamlessly without it sounding really weird? All that stuff. So I think we're in good shape still today. But you can let me know if we're not. You can send me an angry email or you can send me a nice email. Maybe you're just looking to praise me. Maybe you have... I don't know, a relationship question. What? Who said that? Yeah, a relationship question. So everyone who's been around podcasts for the first, whatever, 41, 42 episodes, wherever we're at right now, knows that when we first launched it, a pretty big part of the podcast was the fact that we, we would get you know an email or two here and there. A lot of times it would be like Tinder date advice or relationship advice or friendship advice. We haven't seen much of that come through on the email or the Twitter line recently. There hasn't been much action. Even I even used my email address to reach out to uh, you know bands, artists if they're looking to you know promote their stuff on the Bean Town podcast, and you just don't get a lot of bites. It's like you're fishing with I don't know a rock or something, which doesn't doesn't tend to work very well. This week, we got an email. It's from a longtime listener, first-time caller, who will remain remain anonymous, but thank you for your email. So let's read it again, as I always do with the emails I get. I will only look at the subject line in the first sentence just to see what we're dealing with here. I haven't read this yet. I'm just pulling it up now on the computer. So... Without further ado, here we go. Dear Quinn, first of all, love the Beantown podcast. Big fan. You got 40 stars. That's pretty cool. I just I, I added in that last part. Uh, dear Quinn, how do I message a girl that I met at a party a couple months ago? Here we go. I met this Stone Cold Stunner at a small get-together a couple of months back. I found her extremely attractive, and we got along well, but I didn't flirt with her because I was under the impression that she was dating someone at the time, as was confirmed by the fact that they were making out at the party. 
and were together in all their Instagram photos. So pretty, you know, pretty obvious signals. That's what we're working with here. We became friends on Facebook. Who, okay, who uses Facebook anymore? The old trick of kind of sneaking in the back door with Facebook, that's, that's old news, sugar face. But we'll, we'll continue. Became friends on Facebook, but didn't ever really have conversations. So just causally, spelled incorrectly, causally, I think we're supposed to be casually there, but causally, uh, liking our posts, I like her stuff a lot more frequently than she likes mine, which is typical. It's male-female dynamics, I think, because, you know, I like all my female friends' posts on Facebook, and they never like my stuff. So I, it probably just genetics, I think, is what we're dealing with there. I thought about her recently. <laughs> oh, TMI. TMI. Uh, and recently checked her Facebook wall. Do they still? Okay, time out. The wall was, was the big thing in, in a couple different time periods. Number one, Great Wall of China. China, I said China. Uh, number two, Donald Trump wants to build a wall on the southern border. That's still an ongoing discussion. But number three, and the one that we're talking about here, Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook, the, the wall, which is basically your, your profile. I think they call it a timeline now. I kind of like the old wall. I also like poking people. I, I poke a lot of girls on Facebook, and they never seem to poke back. So, again, I think it's just genetics, male, female. I, I don't, not a, a genetic scientist, so I don't understand it. But I checked her wall, and it seems she's now single. Do people do the, relate, the Facebook official? Is that still a term? You know, I work with high schoolers. These are the conversations we're going to have tomorrow, Monday morning. You know what else? Okay, we're going to finish up this email, but you know what else really, really kind of chaps my jimmies? When you work, I worked yesterday, worked at College Fair, and I went out, I saw a movie, which we'll talk about in one second here, because uh, it's not really funny, it's a serious thing. So I, I, I want to kind of wrap up, you know, one thing at a time. But before we do one thing at a time, let me talk about this other thing. After I finish up with my movie, I got to drive back to my hotel in the suburbs. Got to work for about two hours from home, in quotes, because where's home? You know, home is where the heart is. I think that's a Dolly Parton song, since we're in Nashville. Makes sense. But in the today, eight hours. Am I technically working on a Sunday? No. Although I did have to answer some emails when I got to my hotel here about an hour ago. But... Did I have to drive eight hours as part of my job, as part of my requirements, in order to work tomorrow? Yes. So I consider, let's just say half time. I'm still working four hours on a Sunday. By the way, that's the Lord's Day. You know what I like? And I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before. I like when you're reading the Bible, which I hope you're doing, because it's, it's a hell of a piece of literature, no pun intended. <laughs> but when you read the Bible... And let's say you're, you're in one of those Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And they, they, when they say LORD, they put it in all caps. Or like when you're, reading, uh, when you're reading the liturgy at church and you get to the LORD and it's all caps. LORD, like you're shouting it. Like the artist, we could always be royals. But we could always be royals, royals. Carlos Pena's favorite song. 
So I just like that. It's kind of like you're shouting it from the rooftops. But let's see. Where were we? Lord, Carlos Pena, Royals, Facebook wall. I don't know how we got to Lord. Oh, scripture, church, Jeremiah Wright. Not sure. Let's let let's get back working on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Don't like working on Sundays. Have to work on Mondays. I'll be working with kids tomorrow. Do kids still say Facebook official? So this girl's not seemingly not in a relationship anymore. I would like to message her and and start a conversation and probably <laughs> excuse me possibly ask her out on a date. Okay, now now we're cooking with gas. So, last paragraph. How do I get in with her? I'm just some guy she met at a party a couple months ago and we don't know anything about each other. I've also never asked a girl out online before and was interested in what the etiquette is before doing anything rash. Which rhymes with Nash, which we got a whole segment coming up about Nash. I think you're really going to like it. Oof. Sorry, just a Hail Mary. At the end of the first half of this Redskins-Cowboys game, did you see the Hail Mary at the end of that Bears game? Holy cow. What a time to be alive. Kevin White, it hit him right in the numbers. Oh, my gosh. You guys got to see this replay. Mercy. Literally hit the Redskins receiver in the numbers. Bounce off his chest. Hits the ground. No points for the skins. The, the, the Hail Mary end of the Bears game. They're down by seven. Kevin White catches at the one-yard line. The Patriots keep him out. It was brutal. I was a little upset because I would have gotten six more points for my fantasy team if he'd gotten the extra yard. But I was also happy because what I really don't want is for the Bears to have any success. I want I, Here's the thing with the Bears. I want them to have just enough success to start feeling good about themselves, and then I want it to all be swept away, like a, when you pull out the tablecloth from on top of the table and all the silverware and the glass stays in place. That's what I want from the Bears because I'm, I'm fairly sadistic. But let's see. Nash, where were we? Oh, okay. Oh, we have a, we, we have a, a, a relationship email here. You might have forgotten because it's taken us about 15 minutes to get through it, but we're still going. So thank you. Uh, thank you for your question. That was from Jason. Jason, let me tell you, as somebody who spent all of literally like eighth grade through probably freshman year of college, trying to do the like become friends on Facebook or maybe like follow on Instagram and get in game. I think I probably have had about, I don't know, on the high end, like a 10% acceptance rate, success rate doing that. It's not a pretty picture. It's not, uh, it's not that it's a bad idea. It's just, boy, that's really tough. So here, here's my perspective on this. I say go for it. Be up front. What I don't think works well, unless you, you're really like a naturally funny person like yours speaking over here, unless you're a really naturally funny person, it might be difficult to 
try and play the long game where you like get a message going for weeks. Like I don't think people are really into that anymore, but I guess it kind of depends on the person. I just know I'm not into that sort of thing. So I'm much more inclined to just take your home run swing and go for it. And here's the thing, nothing bad can come of it. You get might as well be aggressive. Ask her right out, see if she's doing something or here's what I like to do. You can do the faux, I've already made plans, I just kind of want to include you on it thing. It doesn't even have to be faux. You could go buy a movie ticket today and, you know, message this girl or guy. I don't remember. I think girl is what we uh, established there and just say, hey, I'm going to this movie. Do you want to come with? So it, it doesn't have to be so, like, let's go out on a date type of thing and it more of a I'm already going on a date by myself and I'd love to have you join with me on the date. So I say go for it. You got nothing to lose because if it doesn't work, well, you were, you're probably looking at like a 10 to 15% success rate anyways. Jason, what I'll tell you, try this one out. Know that it's probably not going to work. If it does happen to work, then great. Email us back. Let us know how it how it went. But, hey, Jason, man, if you're looking to get help setting up your, your Tinder profile or your Bumble or your Bumble BFF, for people listening out there, leave us a comment if you've done Bumble BFF before. I'm really curious about this. I know plenty of people who use it, like, legit to try to meet friends. But I also know just as many people who use it as a backdoor way to kind of slide in. So if you've used Bumble BFF, if you use it genuinely, or if you've slid in, how has that worked? Uh, how much success have you had? What I hear the most is gay guys using Bumble BFF to meet other guys and then rolling the dice to see if they can get it going with them, which sounds like a terrible idea in theory, doesn't it? But the more I think about it, what if all the people using Bumble BFF are gay guys who are trying to sneak in? Maybe Bumble BFF is the new grinder. If you're a gay guy out there who's used Bumble BFF to find other gay men, send us a message. You can always email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's Beantown. B-E-A-N-T-U-W-N podcast at yahoo.com. You can also tweet at us. We are at BeantownCast. Please remember to use the hashtag friends of the podcast. There are some fake listeners out there who will try to tell you friends of podcast is what you're supposed to use. But but I'll tell you something right now. You're going to want that definite article in there. The podcast. And don't get me started on indefinite versus definite because there is a difference. You're going to want that definite article. I can definitively say you're definitely going to want that definite article. You know what? I'm pretty proud of myself. Jason, I hope that's helpful. Let's move on to our next segment here. Let's see. Halftime in the Washington Redskins game. I've got the stream going of the Ravens-Saints game, which is a heck of a game. Let's see. The Saints have the ball. 10-7 to Ravens, early third quarter. Okay, after we finish up this podcast, we're going to finish watching this. 
go get some dinner. And then the Chiefs and the Bengals are tonight, which should be fun. So, Nashville. Here's my question. And we didn't really do any good in-depth research on this. But who who's it named after? And so I started thinking, okay, who are some of the famous Nashes that Nashville might be named after? You know, Nashville wasn't founded until the late 1970s. And so it's a fairly recent city. So we've got some options here. The first Nash that came to my head is Nash the Slash, a Canadian musician. And some of you probably know him. Some of you have probably never heard of him. When you're sitting there listening on you know, your phone, your your podcast app or Stitcher, whatever you're listening on, do a quick Google image search of Nash the Slash. If you ever wondered what a mummy playing violin looks like with, like, Elton John glasses, I mean, this guy looks like he could be in, a like, a Friday the 13th movie or something. This This guy is nuts. Nash the Slash, great musician, but... Boy, don't don't bring him to to play for your kid's second birthday party because it's going to be like fucking monsters incorporated out there. Nash the Slash, probably not what Nashville was named after. So I I kept thinking I said Ogden Nash. Now here's a famous guy that I don't know anything about. Ogden Nash was an American poet, well known for his light verse of which he wrote over 500 pieces. With his unconventional rhyming schemes, he was declared the country's best-known producer of humorous poetry. Now, if I had access to Wikipedia, I would go to his Wikipedia page and we'd actually do the full read of what Ogden Nash is all about. But that's, that's off the top of my head, that's sort of what I know about Ogden Nash didn't in my in my mind and I'm going back to like past trivia games I can't recall Nashville being linked with Ogden Nash but it's it's a possibility now Steve Nash like Nash the Slash not to be confused with Slash the guitarist for uh, both the Rolling Stones and Sweet Child of Mine uh, uh, Bones and Roses that's not what they're called Guns and Roses <laughs> Bones and Roses means something different. Reminds me of uh, my high school prom, although I was always more of a carnation guy, if you ask me. But uh, Nash the Slash is Canadian. You know who else is Canadian? Steve Nash, who played soccer in high school. Something that you may or may not know, but Steve Nash, point guard for the Suns, point guard for the Mavericks, point guard for the Lakers. I'm not sure if he ended up on any other teams before he retired, but Steve Nash, great soccer player, won MVP twice, maybe once or twice, early two thousands, right around the time. I, I don't know. I'd have to confirm. It feels like it would have been like Kobe Duncan or Steve Nash for about 10 years there. I'm trying to think who else would have been in the Western conference. Tracy McGrady never won an MVP. Vince Carter is in Toronto. Now, we'll get our research people on that. Hey, if you're listening to the Beantown Podcast and you ever won an MVP playing out of the Western Conference from about 2001 to 2010, 2011, leave us a comment. We'd love to get in touch with you. Speaking of NBA, though, 
You know who the biggest supporter of the Bean Tom podcast is, and everyone will say this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba. If anyone's a new listener, you're just getting in on the tail end of this uh, Bean Tom podcast fall 2018 tour. We got a nice message from Brian about two or three months ago, and he endorsed the podcast. Uh, it didn't increase our listenership. I, I'm concerned that Brian maybe doesn't have the social influence that that he might have had 10 years ago when he was relevant, but very kind of Brian to, to, to leave those nice words anyway. So Steve Nash, probably not what Nashville is named after, considering you know, if Nashville's founded in 1970, Steve Nash wasn't even born yet then. So uh, maybe his dad, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe his mom. You know, I don't want to be sexist here on the podcast because, oh, don't get me started, Title IX – and if the Democrats win in 2018, you see the – okay, Ramble-tastic podcast, that's for sure. But you know what really, really ground my grinders this past week? I use YouTube a lot, so I see a lot of ads via YouTube, as one is to do. And you know who popped up on a YouTube ad for 15 seconds that I couldn't skip? The or- Agent Orange himself – President Donald J. Trump, and couldn't skip it. He was basically said if the Democrats win in 2018, then the caravan's going to come in. And honestly, the caravan's going to come in anyways. I kind of wish I lived in Texas because I just want to see what it's like, you know, since we don't have a, a wall or anything. They can just come right on in. And I know the Mexican police giving them some some issues, but I think they're still going strong. We'll have to check on that. Another famous Nash, uh, the the biopic TV show from the 1960, uh, 1970s, Nash, uh, about Vietnam. Alan Alda, right? I was trying to do an Alan Alda voice before this, just seeing maybe, maybe I can do it. You know what? Bill Hader owns Alan Alda. Go watch his impression online. It's It's ridiculous. It's as... Scary accurate, one impression of someone else can be. So, Nash, famous TV show. They made a Nash movie as well, didn't they? Which came first? I assume the TV series. No. The film came... Oh, MASH. MASH came first. Was Alan Alda also in MASH, the movie? No, but you know who was? Donald Sutherland and Robert Duvall and Elliot Gould. Hmm. It was a pretty good cast. You know, Robert Duvall was in uh, another Vietnam movie, Apocalypse Now. Love the smell of napalm in the morning. Apocalypse Now is a movie... That I saw for the first time in my life, probably, I don't know, eight or nine months ago. It took a long time, 23 plus years to be exact. But, but on, the, on the subject of a movie, so we never did get to the, the bottom of who Nashville was named after. We'll continue to do research. Maybe we'll do a midweek update. Can't make any promises. But I saw the first movie that I had seen in, let's see, 
two months maybe. That sounds about right. A little more than two months. No, right around two months. I went and saw Beautiful Boy, which was based off of uh, two memoirs. One, Beautiful Boy by, uh, what's his name? What's the dad's name? Chef Senior, basically. And then also based off of the memoir by the son, Nick Chef, which was called Tweak, maybe. It's, it's an interesting name. I'm sure it has meaning. David Chef. Tweak. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what tweak means. Maybe tweak is a drug term. I'm not sure. But it was based off of those two memoirs, and it was told from the dad's point of view, p- played by Steve Carell, and his son, uh, Nick Chef, played by Timothy Chalamet, Oscar-nominated Timothy Chalamet. Fantastic movie. One of the more sad movies you'll watch about drug addiction, kind of kind of in the same vein as like a train spotting but in train spotting it's about scotland and drug addiction is sort of the vehicle for that in this movie it's about drug addiction and i think family relationships is kind of the the vehicle for that so kind of similar also very sad if you're looking for a really good kind of discussion on ooh, Adrian Peterson nice to run really good discussion on America's meth problem and the drug problem at large check it out it's Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet so you can't really go wrong in terms of the acting more tyranny is in it as well, as is Amy Ryan, which was fascinating to me. Steve Carell and Amy Ryan play a divorced couple, which is pretty funny considering The Office ended, what, seven or eight years ago. And in that TV series, Steve Carell and Amy Ryan ended up getting married. So I don't know. That was a that was a very intentional kind of funny casting choice. I'm not really sure. I thought I was going to see more internet memes about it, but I think people just haven't seen Beautiful Boy. So really good, really sad, uh, well-acted, well-written, well-produced. We'll see if it's got the chops to hang up or hang around when Oscar season really kicks in in about another month or so here, although we've gotten it started. Beautiful Boy, First Man uh, are, are already doing pretty well. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't think Steve Carell will get nominated. His performance reminded me a little bit of Ray Romano's in The Big Sick, which is also a performance that I really liked. And I think in a week year could have been nominated for an Oscar, but I don't necessarily expect this to be a week year. As the Ravens score another touchdown. Wow, they're up 16-7. to Did not expect them to, to look this good. But I think... Timothy Chalamet could certainly get nominated for this again. I'm not sure if it's an Oscar-winning performance. I mean, he was he was really raw, but I'm not sure if he got enough time because he would be nominated for Best Supporting. And even then, I thought I would have liked to see a little bit more. They take a long time which it was clearly an intentional choice, but they take a long time in the movie to really show his drug use. I mean, he's doing it from the start, but they don't really get into the nitty-gritty 
in terms of what you see on screen until pretty late. Well, not late, but, you know, solidly through the, the second act before you actually see it, which is that those visuals tend to be what really make it emotionally wrenching. But let's see, 36, 37 minutes in here. We talked about our movie, talked about Nash. We, re- we did our relationship advice. This has been a solid, solid episode. I feel pretty good about how things have gone, don't you? Let's see here. We are going to be back in Beantown. Next week, it will be our Halloween special. And it's going to be special because, you know, it's going to be me. Maybe we'll have some guests on. Can't confirm nor deny that. Haven't haven't gotten that far yet. Got to get back to Beantown. Got a flight from Memphis back to the East Coast this week, this next weekend. Then we'll do our podcast. Hey, maybe if you know if we get stranded in Memphis, if the airport poo poos out, you'll recall when we were in Memphis in the spring in April, we did our most ambient. Ooh, Adrian Peterson didn't quite get there. Did our most ambient podcast of all time. We were munching on donuts from the banks of the Mississippi. That's actually a podcast I really like. That would have been April, around April 28th or 29th, last episode in April. I That's one that I, I'll check out, you know, when I'm driving this week because I really like that one. But for today, it's just me. We're uh, all alone, all by myself. But that's okay. You know, had a lot of fun fun in uh, Chicago. Was there for about ten days. A lot of uh, good time with friends and made made a new friend. Met an alum, uh, and uh, we went out a couple times. And uh, she was new to Chicago. And holy cow, that was a weird play. And we had a good time. We checked out uh, some deep dish pizza and some good Mexican food. And we went to Kingston Mines. Best Blues in Chicago, Kingston Mines. It is more expensive when you don't have a student ID, but it's still a good time. And we saw some live blues. It was hot in there. We uh, felt like I was playing strip poker for a couple minutes, but it was a good time. But now we're alone. We're all by myself, at least for the rest of this day. I can't believe tomorrow's Monday, but that's okay. All by myself, just like the Celine Dion song what's that you're gonna sing celine dion to close out the podcast don't mind if i do i'm glad you asked thanks for listening we'll come to you live next week when i was young i never needed anyone maybe i could do a celine dion impression making love was just for fun this is gonna be like those days are done. If Eddie Vedder and Celine Dion had a baby. Living alone. I think of all the friends I've known. Apologies. When I dial the telephone. Nobody's home. You know who else is Canadian? Celine Dion. It's been a very Canadian podcast. I also have been listening to a lot of Arcade Fire. But here we go. Pipes are bad today. Oh,
share anymore. Gotta use falsetto. You're on yeah. Do wanna be on anymore. One more. Hard to be sure. Sometimes I feel so insecure. Love so distant and obscure remains the cure. Is there a key change in this? Uh, oh, we got a we got a instrumental solo. That's not what you expect. Listen, check this out. Oh man, this is some great stuff. Hmm. You know, this melody is from uh, Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto Number no. Two in. C minor, is that the key it's in? Go check it out. Second movement, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, It's a really good piano concerto. Uh, C minor, I think. It's either C or F, but I think it's C minor. And it's got three movements. The first one is very dark, romantic, moody. The second one is this melody, but it's really pretty, really good piano and orchestra duet. The third one is an absolute banger, one of the most romantic pieces of music of all time. Rachmaninoff, piano concerto number two. Listen to it when you're feeling sexy. Maybe you have sex to that song. But for now, you can have sex to this one. Oh, we're back in. I never needed anyone. Don't have sex to the Bean Town podcast. That'd be weird. Making love is just for fun. What if I had sex to the Bean Town podcast? That'd be weird. Those days are done. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, key change? Hello. Not yet, but I think it's coming. Don't want to be anymore. Just be glad I'm not singing Power of Love. Don't want to be You sort of get the picture. Thanks for listening. We'll come to you live next week. Halloween special. Hope you guys have a good one. Bye.